0: Greetings, this is going to be Palm Sunday, and so we're going to worship the Lord just like they worshiped the Lord when Jesus came into Jerusalem. We'll read this passage of scripture to you. It says, And many spread their clothes on the road, others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, I don't know. Hosanna means save now or oh save or in our language it might mean <laughs> You know, we get excited because God is coming. Amen. And we want to talk about God coming into our midst this morning god is going to come and be here with us and we're going to worship him yes. and we're going to exalt him so lord we invite you come lord jesus just like you did that day in jerusalem you came and the people put things in front of you and they cried out save us now And they cried out you are the lord the king of all, all right. and now is the time that you're coming to redeem your people and lord that's what we cry out today that you would come that you'd be here with us today that you would redeem us, Lord, that you redeem this nation, that all the people who are, who are fearful over yes. this coronavirus and all the people who are sick and, and, and have the uncertainties of the future, Lord, just come, yes. save now, Lord. Yes. Come and save now. Hosanna Hallelujah. in the highest. Lord God, we worship and exalt you, and we're going to lift you up this morning. We put our trust in you. We put our faith in you, and we acknowledge that you alone yes. are God this Highly. morning. I thank you for that now. In Jesus' name, let's worship.
1: Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul. near
0: Crying out to you. Hosanna, come, save now, because we need you, Lord. We need you to come. Be right here among us. We want to be your people, and you to be our God, and we call on you, and we say, come, Lord, come now. We need you, Lord, more and more of you, and I thank you, Lord, that you hear our cries. Your word tells us your word tells us that your eyes are on the righteous and your ears are tuned in to our cries and you hear us, Lord. You respond to us. And I thank you for that because this morning we need you, Lord. We need more and more of you. Lord, we rejoice over your coming. Lord Jesus, you came because you wanted this relationship with us. You came because you wanted to win us. You came because you wanted to change us and save us and heal us and raise us up, Lord. Thank you for that. And I ask now that you speak to each one of us, Lord, as we continue in this service, that you speak to each person, Lord, that every need is met. Those who are anxious, that they'd be filled with your peace. Those who are frustrated and confused about the future, Lord, that you'd give them hope that would cause them to not be fearful and to not be concerned about the future. And Lord, for those who are going through trials and troubles and fear and and discouragement Lord I pray that you let that joy the Lord well up within us that we would rise up in you Lord we would encourage ourselves in the Lord and we would come to a place where where nothing that this world can throw at us can bring us down because we're walking in the joy of the Lord and that is our strength Lord, I thank you that your love never fails, it never runs out, it never never runs out on us or or, uh, ends in any way, it is always there, something we can count on, put our faith and our trust in you, Lord, I thank you for that, Lord, and this morning, speak to each person, right where our very needs are, Lord, speak those words that we need to hear, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, thank you, guys. Y'all can go have a seat, and uh, Sherry's going to come and bless us with a, a special. I always uh, love it when we have specials. So I'm looking forward to this. Let's go along and enjoy what she does. And uh, you know, as it, as, when, Sherry, when Sherry signs these things, it's an opportunity for us to, to experience a song in a whole new way. And uh, I think that's a pretty amazing deal. Just enjoy what, what God is doing and saying to us because he wants to speak to us through all of this. So let's enjoy this now. So away. So our announcements are going to be short again.
2: But we do have some things going on.
0: Yeah. And uh, the women are meeting on Wednesday morning uh, by Zoom call. And if, uh, if you're interested in joining in on that, you can contact Jean Grimm. If you don't know how to contact her, you can contact me. If you don't know how to contact me, you're out of luck, I guess. Uh, not, not my my uh, information is in the, uh, in the bulletins and... On all of our literature and stuff, so surely you got something somewhere. Uh, but Wednesday morning, they're they're having the women's meeting, and then Bonnie and the children's leaders are doing things for the children on Wednesday nights. And so, we are actively trying to keep everybody engaged and do things. And uh, we want to encourage you to do all the normal things that you do: pray, worship, read your Bible, uh, do your your spiritual disciplines, and uh, the Lord will be faithful on His part to take care of you and bless you and and see you through all this time. And one of these days we'll look back at all this and it'll be over and we'll say, wow, you know, we survived it and we made it through. And uh, we don't know how long it's going to be, but uh, it's longer than I'd like. I can tell you that, Uh, but it's going to be okay. We all just need to keep loving and staying together. Uh, Talk to each other, text, email, call each other on the phone. You can't, be together in person necessarily but you can still communicate and, and encourage one another so <clears throat> we're talking about um god with us and i think we're in like part 13 or something and uh, tonight or today we're going to be talking about uh <clears throat> the glory of christ so god with us and we've been talking about all throughout the, the history of the Bible, how God wanted to have this relationship with us, and now we're specifically talking about how Christ fits into all that and how that, that looks to us now in the New Covenant. And So I want to read you some passages and share some, uh, some words out of the original language that I think will be, uh, will be hope- helpful to you. And you know it's interesting, this happens to just fall uh, this week, but we've got um, this week is Passover and uh, Easter, and all this is coming up. And uh, one of the scriptures I want to share with you is about the birth of Christ. And the whole thing about Easter, we celebrate Easter, and we celebrate Christmas. Without his coming, we couldn't have his sacrifice, and without his sacrifice we wouldn't have anything really in relation to our spiritual lives and so those are two big huge holidays that we we celebrate but we need to always remember that it's about the Lord and not about the holiday itself and so I want to share this in Luke 1 Uh, you know Mary's having this conversation with this angel and the angel is telling her she's going to have this child and she's more or less freaking out because she said you know this can't be i'm a virgin i you know i'm not married yet and you know she all imagine her mind was just going wild thinking of all the things that what are people going to say and how is this going to happen and and the angel tells her he says the holy spirit will come upon you the power of the highest will overshadow you therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of god Now, there's two words I want to tell you about in that scripture. That's uh, Luke 1.35. The word power is dunamis, which, uh, you know, that's where we get our word dynamite, and everybody probably has heard of that before, but that is the power, the power that God gives to his people to accomplish things in the spiritual realm. Without the dunamis power, we really don't have any ability to do spiritual battle or do anything. But the promise is that we have this dunamis. But it's significant to me because it was in the very beginning of God's crowning glory, of bringing Jesus to mankind. The dunamis power is right there involved in this. And so he says, this dunamis power of the highest will overshadow you. That word overshadow it's a Greek word. It's epischiadzo. And it means to cast a shade upon, or that is, by analogy, to envelop in a haze of brilliancy. That's a lot of words. A haze of brilliancy. So, the power, the dunamis power of God was going to overshadow her. And that power was going to cause this thing to happen inside of her where this child was going to be conceived, whose father was God she knew no man yet and so this overshadowing though it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting concept because we're going to read some other scriptures that have the, the same word and the overshadowing is how one of the ways that God manifests his glory and we're talking about God's glory and it's being manifest in Christ now in in Acts 9 the story of Saul and his conversion and he was he was a Pharisee and he was persecuting the church and he was going around he had papers and he was on his way to Damascus to actually to put Christians in prison and he had an interruption along his journey on the road it says suddenly a light shone around him from heaven now when you read the whole story he he falls down on the ground and basically he repents and gets saved right there on the spot. But, but I want to focus on, on two words in this. Suddenly a light shone around him. So the word light is phos and it means to shine or to make manifest, especially by rays. And then the word shone is periastrapto. It's kind of a long, hard word to say. I don't speak Greek very well. But it means to flash all around, enveloping lightning, lightning flashes. So you got two words. One of them is this, this bright light, like flashes of lightning enveloping you. And the other is like rays, rays shining down. And so Saul didn't really have a chance. You know, he was, he was just going on his way, and all of a sudden, all this... This light and these rays began to just come down. And and when it came down, it was such a manifestation of God's glory that he immediately knew it was God. He He didn't say, what is this? He said, who are you, Lord? What do you want me to do? He immediately acknowledged that it was God because only God can manifest in that way. And then in Mark 9... Jesus, it says, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. He led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three tabernacles one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Because he didn't know what to say. for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And suddenly they looked around and they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with them. So here we we see the exact same word, overshadow. So, overshadow. That's this experience where the manifestation of god's glory is so incredible that everybody takes note of it everybody immediately recognizes that this is not just an everyday experience this is something out of the norm and so oh uh peter you know he was always kind of running his mouth i guess that you'd say he'd get excited and he'd just say stuff, you know, and then later it's kinda of like, Well, yeah, you know, maybe that wasn't too smart. But he that's just the way he was, you know. He'd jump out of the boat, he'd jump in the boat. He'd run his mouth, he'd he'd you know, he'd say, Man, I'm not ever gonna deny you. I'm not you know, I'll die for you And then a few minutes later here he was denying him. And not only that, but he was cursing while he was denying him. And so Peter was kind of a he was kind of an impulsive brash guy. Probably like like most of us, honestly. You know, we we think we're all that but sometimes we're not. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but he recognized that something really unusual was going on and so that's why he started saying let's, let's do something. Let's make some tabernacles. Let's, let's, just, let's just set up camp here and just hang out because this is cool. You know we're out here with a manifest, manifestation of God's glory. I want to I hang out. I just like to stay here. When God shows up that ought to be the way we all respond. We ought to be thinking, wow, this is, this is special. This is amazing. We ought to want to hang out in God's glory. When he begins to manifest, good things happen. Now, in 2 Corinthians 3, Paul says, We all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord." Now, that word transformed is uh, metamorpho. And that's where we get our word metamorphos, you know, like the butterfly changing from the caterpillar and all that. It's the same word that was used in the, in the Mount of Transfiguration. It says that Jesus was transfigured before them. He changed, I mean, his appearance changed physically. The manifestation of God's glory came on him and this brilliant light was shining on him and it was like rays shining and brilliant lights and everybody was aware that god was there now being transformed or transfigured or changed it's all the same word romans twelve two says the same thing don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you know that's part of this whole experience as a believer. God wants to show us his glory and how his glory can impact us and his glory can, can uh, implement this changing in our lives, this transformation, because we are being changed from glory to glory. We experience his glory and we are changed, and then we experience his glory and we're changed some more because those rays... Those bright lights shining on us are exposing areas of darkness in us. And when those bright lights shine, just like Saul on the road to Damascus said, you know, okay, I get it. What what do you want me to do? Well, when those lights shine into our hearts, even though we're already a Christian, still those lights are shining. God is shining those rays of glory into our lives. And when they show up, it reveals things and we see things about ourselves and it's like oh i get it i've been selfish i thought i was this really cool guy and generous but i'm a, i'm a selfish snob and i need to change or maybe it's something else maybe maybe god shows you that you know those lights shine on you realize you know i've i've got some some areas in my flesh that i've never really dealt with completely i still got some areas that, that i i yield in my flesh all the time I like to I like to do things that please my flesh. You know that's my human nature. My flesh cries out, it wants to be pleased. It says, feed me. It says, you know, let me sleep, let me rest, leave me alone. You know, that's the way that's the way our flesh is. Your flesh wants to be satisfied, and it wants to be satisfied right now. We're kind of into instant gratification in our society. But but in the spiritual realm that works exactly opposite against what God is trying to do. And so those rays shining into us expose things, and we need to respond to those rays because God's glory is working in us to produce something really good and wonderful and beautiful. But if we resist that, then we won't ever experience all of God's glory in our lives like we ought to. Now, in Hebrews 1, I read this last week and um, I want to read it again. but It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, in the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So, jesus is the express image of god that's who god is when we see jesus we're seeing god and this word brightness in here it says the brightness of his glory the greek word is apagosma and it means an off flash or an out ring a shining forth a reflected brightness i like that reflected brightness you know that's uh Jesus was the express image, that, that expression, express image. It's like an engraving or a stamping, something that would replicate someone exactly, the express image of who God was. And so it is this outflash, this, these rays shining out of who God is, and that was represented in Christ. Now next week when we talk about all of this, we're going to be talking about how that works inside of us. And so when, when God, through Christ, comes into our lives and those rays are bringing his glory light into us, it changes us and we begin to have glory in us as well. Now, it's an interesting thing because God says, I won't share my glory with anyone. You know, that's like the credit type of glory. And yet, Jesus said, give them your glory. And so God wants to give us his glory. He doesn't want to share his credit, but he does want to share his glory. So it's a great concept. We need to understand that God wants to fill us with his glory. Psalms 119, uh, 105, we're all familiar with that. Your, uh, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. So God, God is all about light. And this glory, it's all about him being bright and shining and rays shining down to us, exposing things in us and revealing who he is so that we can see him as he is and understand that he is God and he, he is glorious. And as, if, as we see his light, it changes us. So your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then in John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Then there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came as a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was made through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, Of God, And the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for He was before me. And of His fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. That's what Jesus came for, is to declare the Father to us, so that we could know what God looks like, how God speaks, how God relates to us. All of those things about God are, it is the revelation in Christ. So when we see Christ, we are seeing God. And when we see When we see Jesus, then we know how God wants to relate to us and how we are supposed to relate to him. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In chapter 12, Jesus talking to him, he said, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say, Father? Save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice didn't come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. And the people answered him, Well, we've heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? And Jesus said to them, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you, and he who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. And while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. There's a lot of, a lot of expressions in the word about God being light, and Him wanting us to be light, and Him wanting to shine His light so that we can see. There's a, <clears throat> the the analogy between light and dark is used throughout the Old and New Testament. Dark is always referring to, you know, to wickedness and evil and, and stuff that is apart from God. And when he referred to his people, he said, you know, you guys, you're just walking around like a bunch of blind people groping along a wall. You know, you can't see because you're, you're in darkness and you're in prison cells, but I want to come and set you free and give you light. And that's what Jesus came for us, to be the light of the world. So we celebrate the light that is in Christ. And <clears throat> we need to be sons and daughters of the light. John 12, 40, Jesus said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. And I have come as a light into the world, but whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And this whole notion of the glory of God, the reason we we need to know about it is because it is all about light. It's about the manifestation of who God is. And when that glory light shines into us, we don't need to be hanging out in the darkness anymore. We need to let that glory light shine into us and begin to expose all the areas of darkness, all the areas that we've got brokenness in us. let, Let that light shine in and begin to expose that. If you have something you hold it up to the bright light, if you have a piece of material that has a hole in it or it's got cracks in it, you can see those cracks and you can see those holes really good when you hold up to a light. When the light of God is shining into us, all of our flaws become a lot more obvious. And he does that not because he wants to humiliate us or because he wants to punish us, He's doing it because he wants to heal us and redeem us. But we need to to know that we have need of healing and redemption so that we can ask for it and we can humble ourselves and say, I see that. I see that I'm messed up. I see that I'm broken. I see that I've got problems. I want to be healed. You know, I don't want to be a selfish slob anymore. I confess that. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Help me to be loving and kind and, and willing to serve and, and do the things that you've called me to do. Those are the kind of things I want to be praying all the time. When God shines that light and we get that moment where all of a sudden we realize, hey, I see that about myself, and it's kind of ugly. It doesn't really look too good. I want to I be different. I don't want to be like that. We can ask God, and he'll change us. That's the hope that's in Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's what that's all about. Is that that glory will change us, transform us from glory to glory. That we don't have to stay the same old messed up person that I was. I can be changed every day. I can be changed. All things new. Now I'm going to read two more verses, actually two more passages. Malachi four two. We're going to uh, we're going to read this actually it's the whole chapter of malachi 4 it's just six verses for behold the day is coming burning like an oven and all the proud yes all who do wickedly will be stubble and the day which is coming shall burn them up says the lord of hosts and that will leave them neither root nor branch in other words it's going to be pretty bad if you're an unbeliever and you're not doing right You're just going to get swallowed up in God's wrath. That's not what he wants to do. But if you resist your entire life, that's what's going to happen. But this is what he says about believers. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Now, that expression, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. we we quote that all the time, you know. It's uh, Pentecostals, that's one of the big verses. Everybody quotes that verse all the time. But it's not S-O-N that we always kind of tend to think about. It's S-U-N, the sun of righteousness. The rays of righteousness. It is the same type of words that we've been talking about in the New Testament. It is the rays of God's glory that are shining down, and they're going to arise, and it's going to cause things to happen. Now, that word arise means to irradiate or shoot forth beams, that is, to rise like the sun. The sun of righteousness is going to arise in us, and it's going to be a good thing because we're going to get healed. We're going to get redeemed. We're going to get changed. We're going to get transformed. We're going to get metamorphosed. Hallelujah. We're all going to be different and changed, and we ought to get excited about it because that's what God wants to do in us every day, all day long. God wants to change us. He wants to make us new. In all those areas that we struggle in. Eddie, you guys can come on back up and get ready. So, I think this is uh, it's significant that the same type of words are used over and over and over again describing the glory of God and how it relates to Christ in us. The final verse I want to read to you, Revelation twenty-one twenty-three. Now, this is... Now Jesus was glorified after he rose from the dead and he went to be with the Father again, and all, you know, all this glory that we see described in Revelation, it's, uh, it's all about who Jesus is now. He is the King of kings. Yes. He reigns forever. Hallelujah. And He is not limited with a physical body. He's not limited in any way. But this is such a cool verse. Revelation 21, The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. And the Lamb is its light. The Lamb of God. And this week we're celebrating you know Palm Sunday, the Passover, uh, the crucifixion, the resurrection. All of that has got to do with Jesus being the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb that died to take away our sins. When John the Baptist saw him coming, he said, there he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It doesn't get any better than that to know that that's who who Jesus is. The glory of God is revealed in Christ, and it needs to be revealed in us as well. So when we allow him to come into us, those rays begin to shine into us, and we're changed, and we become like him. Oh, Thank you for your glory that you have shown all around us and into us lord you shine those rays of glory light into us i thank you for that lord i thank you that you have revealed christ to us if you happen to be here today and and you are watching and listening and you don't know jesus as your personal savior this is an opportunity for you right where you are to invite him to come into your life Maybe those glory rays are shining into you and you're seeing yourself literally in a new light like you've never seen before. And You see that you need God. Today is a day of salvation. It's simple. Just give yourself to Him. Say, Lord, I need you. Come, live in my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Forgive me and cleanse me of my sin. It's that simple. Any other needs you might have, the sun of righteousness is arising with healing in His wings. If you need a physical touch, if you need a, a, a miracle in your finances, whatever might be going on in your life, those rays of glory are shining down right now, and we just need to receive what God is offering. He's made these wonderful promises. He said, I'll do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. More than you can even think. I can do it. That same dunamis power that overshadowed Mary, that same dunamis power that overshadowed Saul, that same dunamis power that overshadows all of us when we need something from the Lord. He sends that dunamis power into us and is overshadowing. He shines those rays of glory and things happen in the spiritual realm. We're healed, we're set free, we're redeemed, we're changed, we're transformed from glory to glory. Lord, that's what we need this morning. We cry out for that. We ask that you meet our needs. Hear our prayers, Lord. Lord, we pray for this nation. Heal this nation, Lord. Heal us physically. Heal us spiritually. Heal us financially. Heal us every way, Lord. Cause us to to quit hating and begin to love. Cause us to quit being uh, full of division and chaos and animosity. And cause us to be filled with love and humility and service to one another. Oh, God, we need you, more of you. Shine your glory into us, Lord, and change us. In Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his perfect peace. Lord bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen.